Welcome to the Mindset Medicine Podcast. I'm Catherine Lucadu, and this is where we're going to talk about mindset, momentum, business mastery, business marketing, growth strategies, and shifting your mindset toward really achieving your goals and dreams. So let's get started. Are you suffering from emotional exhaustion? Has 2020 felt like the longest, most exhausting year for you? Or at some point this year, did you learn to embrace the unexpected, the uncertainty of the future? When the COVID pandemic began, I'm going to make the assumption that your usual optimism and confidence was replaced with frustration, fear, and uncertainty about the world, but also about your future, your business, job, family, financial situation, and pretty much about everything. I think we were all in the same boat. And I think it's also safe to say that the life that we were leading up to that point was suddenly very vulnerable and every decision seemed to bear an unusually heavy sense of consequences. You know, we were asking ourselves, do I go to the grocery store to get more toothpaste or can it wait? Is going out multiple times a week dangerous or do I just stay home? Do I go to the bank? Do I have to wear a mask? Some of the research and scientific articles say yes, others say no. I have an eyelash in my eye. Can I rub my eye? Wait, how clean are my hands? What have I touched recently? Is it safe to order takeout food? Can I touch my mail? Were you like me where so many different thoughts were just swirling around in our mind and there really was no concrete answer? We really had to decide for ourselves what was the right thing for us to do. This is the emotional exhaustion I'm talking about. You see, it drains our emotional bank account quickly. And our emotional bank account, it starts full every single day. When you wake up in the morning, that bank account of yours is full. But it's like that monthly subscription that you just try to cancel, but it still bills your account every month. And if we let the negativity in, you'll notice that your account that was once full, it just starts depleting as the day goes on. So before we take a look at what are some of the steps to getting our emotional bank account back on track and to getting it under control, especially during these times where there is so much unforeseen, there is unexpected, the rules keep changing, and we just don't know what tomorrow will bring. But of course, we never have ever known what tomorrow brings. But for some reason this year, we all assumed that we did. So imagine every morning when you wake up, 10 credits are deposited into your emotional bank account. A withdrawal is made every time that you do something which costs you energy. Any time that you're required to draw on your inner resources or you need to step up in some shape or form, you are drawing 
on your energy. So why is it that for the most part, we look so forward to vacations? You know why? Because it feels like that energy bank account is full the whole week that we are de-stressing, we're relaxing, and that's the whole point, right? Isn't that why we look forward to them? Because we are looking forward to getting away from the usual. Let me give you a short story. I was so looking forward to a vacation when my son was about 18 months old, 18 to two years old, 18 months to two years old. And um, I was living in Europe. Um, on a Greek island, and we thought it would be really great if we could just get away for a few days. You know, you've got the nine months of pregnancy, and then you've got the newborn, and then they turn to, they're getting close to those terrible twos, as they're called. So we thought, let's just get away for a bit. So we decided to go to the island of Crete, beautiful island, and we hadn't been away together um, since our honeymoon. So we get to the island, everything seems fine. We go to our hotel, we check in. So we're there for, I think it was three days. And um, we decided to go on a road trip the next day. We get in our rented car and we asked directions to get to the seaside because we were staying in the middle of the island. We were given the wrong directions. So we ended up having to drive for about two and a half hours until we got to the seaside rather than a highway that probably would have got us there in about 40 minutes. So we ended up taking the scenic route, no problem. So when we get to the seaside, we decide that we're gonna take this boat over to an island that you can see almost like this Venetian castle on. And in the middle of this Venetian castle is this wonderful, restaurant that specializes in fish, fresh fish, and so on. It's, it's, you know, it's perfect. So we go on the boat, we go across, we get seated at this beautiful restaurant in the middle of an island, which you can still see from Crete. So we're sitting at the table and we are quite close to the table beside us. All of a sudden, the man at the table beside us falls off his chair onto the ground he is swallowing his tongue. He's turning bluish purple. People are screaming. Anyway, he ended up being okay. Paramedics came, took him away. Back then, I was not very good at not being reactionary. Um, you know, for me, that was the beginning of, of an anxiety attack coming on. So I could not eat and we decided to leave the restaurant, took our boat across. And when we got to the other side, got in our car, we said, okay, let's take the highway home this time. So we get in the car and we're following a tour bus. About 30 minutes down the highway, the tour bus is in front of us and the tour bus all of a sudden catches fire. I mean, it's not funny, but I just looked at my husband. I said, are you kidding? After what just happened, now the tour bus is on fire in front of us. Well, of course, I'm thinking, you know, like, so that's two things now. 
And I was allowing it to damper my energy account, my emotional account on this vacation that I had waited so long for. So we get back to the hotel, park our car. We're going to go out for dinner that evening. So we go and we park our car on the side of a, a street to go out for dinner. We come back and instead of giving tickets on the island for parking the wrong way, they put clamps on the wheels, on the tires, which means you can't move your car at all. So that meant that we had to walk an hour to get to the closest police station to get those clamps off. Well, lo and behold, you know, that was a lot in one day. And when your emotional account just keeps depleting, you are not in a good mood by the end of the day. That was me then. I do believe that at this point in my life, I would have reacted differently. But what those series of events did was cause me to have anxiety attack that night and it just continued the rest of the trip. Needless to say, in my mind, it wasn't the best trip that I've ever taken. I didn't actually go away again without my children, probably for another 18 years. So my point of the story is that we don't just have to look for those negative credits that keep happening to us. How can we keep that emotional bank account healthy? You know, we have fear. We have negative things that happen. Sometimes it feels like a black cloud is just following us around. So what do we do? How do we make those deposits back into that bank account? So what you have to do is to remember that you always have a choice. And we have a choice with how we decide to respond to everything that happens to us. How do we react? That's what we have control over. It doesn't have to be easy, but a change in mood does have to be deliberate. And you have to consciously want to shift your mood and mindset to a more positive one. So let's take a look at the way the situations we face could shift. If you're anxious or dreading the scene at the local supermarket because of all the restrictions, the restrictions currently in place, just plan for it. Plan to bring positivity to your experience. Be deliberately kind and polite. If we anticipate a situation and we choose not to participate in mass anxiety and fear, then at least you can create uh, a little more space for yourself. You give yourself a little more grace. You start refilling that bank account of yours. If you do this enough times, the economic health of your account begins to go back up. Can you imagine like a thermometer where, you know, it looks like that little red piece inside is falling? Well, every time you learn how to react to a situation that could be negative, it starts to travel back up again. So not only do we have that emotional bank account for energy, but we also have it for confidence. And confidence isn't just you know, a high self-esteem. Confidence is not uh, allowing fear to take over 
our actions? Some people, it seems, have an endless supply of confidence, which seems to buffer them from criticism, mistakes, failures. Others seem to be forever in that red zone, suffering from self-doubt, low self-esteem, and depression. And I think that we have really experienced and seen a lot of the side effects of the COVID pandemic and the results of it in people's behavior, in their actions, and their reactions. And a lot of it, actually probably the majority of it, just comes from fear. So how can we earn more confidence? How can we increase that confidence bank account of ours? And why do some people seem to be immune to the worry or appear to be immune? At the most basic level, our lives are a cycle of doing, receiving feedback, making adjustments, and repeating. The more positive feedback we receive, and whether that feedback means actually comments or, or, or things that people have said to us, or that feedback is actually just from external factors, for example, positive news in the media, or we read something positive or listening to something positive, all of that is considered feedback that we are receiving. So the more positive feedback we receive, the more confident we feel to move forward, to wake up, have a great day, and so on. On the surface, your confidence bank account, it seems like a simple con concept, right? I mean, positive feedback is a deposit into your account and negative feedback, and when we say feedback, we mean any kind of factor out there that we're, we're receiving. Um, is a withdrawal. So if we have positivity left over at the end of the day, we feel confident. As we know from experience, however, self-confidence really isn't that simple. So how do we start to increase this emotional bank account of ours, whether it's energy, whether it's confidence? Number one, Treat yourself well. What does that mean? It means take care of yourself. It means to watch your diet. We all know that when the COVID pandemic hit in March, you know, and myself included, you know, we were baking because we're finally home. I hadn't been home in years and actually had time to bake. So we, you know, baking bread, baking baked goods, all of these things start putting on weight. It's a fact. At a certain point, at a certain age, it is harder to lose weight. So once those month or two began to pass, did you get yourself back on track? If not, it's not too late to get yourself back on track. So watching what you eat, watching what you drink. Have you been drinking too much alcohol? If you know you have, it's time to start cutting back. Are you drinking the water that you're supposed to be drinking? Number two, ask yourself, 
What's the worst thing that could happen? So often, we aren't managing our minds and we let our minds wander to the worst. We often let our fears overtake our thoughts. We start imagining things that are not even in not they're not even realistic. But in improbable terms, they seem that they could happen. And a lot of this happens at night when we close our eyes and we create scenarios of things that could happen, might happen, but in reality, the majority of the time they never happen. When you really ask yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen? You will get a really realistic picture of potential consequences, which turn out more times than not to be less dire than you first thought. Let's go to number three. Use your imagination. Imagine a more positive outcome through visualization. See yourself behaving in a more confident, energetic way rather than what all the challenges that you're facing. See an excellent outcome for your efforts rather than looking at what could possibly fail. Four, think of positive memories. Don't let previous failures and difficult experiences fill up your thoughts. You know, we, we have this idea that what's happened in the past will probably happen again. Now, yes, it may happen similar but it will never be exactly the same. So don't let previous failures and difficult experiences fill your thoughts. Dwell on positive accomplishments and the experience that you've had. It's so easy to forget all of the positive things that have happened to us, but let your mind go to the good rather than the bad. We always seem to default to the negative. But what if you teach your mind to keep put going back to gratitude and positivity and have faith in the outcome rather than just dismissing the good in favor of the bad? Next, the big picture. Imagine yourself a few years into the future of your life. From this vantage point, ask yourself, Will what is happening right now be a big deal or even something that I will remember five years from now? The answer will almost always be no. You'll have some memories, but isn't that why sometimes we repeat our mistakes or we repeat things that haven't gone right? Because we forget or we forget how bad things are were or, you know, the feeling of, you know, why they say, you know, why would someone um, be cheated by someone twice? And I don't mean, you know, necessarily in a relationship could be a business deal because we always give the benefit of the doubt. And so we go into a situation again. So ask yourself, five years from now, will this make a difference? Could I be doing something different right now to create a different outcome from myself? If we continuously rely 
on external factors, for example, the pandemic, if we just keep relying on what's happening outside of us, when we could be moving ourselves forward even a little bit every single day, then why aren't we all doing that? Why aren't we seizing every day that comes? If there is a pandemic, which there is, and if it is as serious as they say, which it appears to be, and we know that life is short, then why are we not seizing the day every single day? Why are we wasting it on fear and uncertainty and negative thoughts? Let's keep going. Next point, the past is not the present. What happened in the past does not necessarily mean it will happen in the future. We create our futures now from the present time. If we keep this in mind, we can realize that if we don't let our past sabotage our future, then our futures can actually be different. You know, we have a set of beliefs and sometimes we, we let those past beliefs and issues and baggage determine our present actions, which will then determine how the future will happen. The problem is that just because we believe it doesn't mean it's true. So what I ask you is to look at, begin to look at things in a different perspective. Ask yourself, is what is happening now really what happened before? Is what I know about this really true? Or is this just a past belief I have about it? Is there a different way of looking at this situation? If I removed myself from this situation and I looked at it like a third party perspective, or as they say, a bird's eye view, would it be different? Would I be acting differently? Would I be reacting differently if I wasn't emotionally involved right now? If you can ask yourself those questions, whenever you end up in a situation or an event that you just don't know how to deal with, it really helps shift your perspective and your mindset about it. And finally, you have to change the self-talk going on in your head. Most people respond differently to the idea of failure. Successful people actually don't take failure personally. If they feel like they have failed at something, they will look at what they can learn from the experience. They see failure or negativity or something negative happening simply as feedback on what they need to work on so that they can do better next time. So be open to learning that failure is a growth strategy for you. Ultimately, we need both internal and external feedback so that we can have these balanced emotional bank accounts. Too much internal validation and we will lose touch with reality. If we have too much external feedback, 
then we fall victim to all the opinions, values, and the desires of others. And in turn, we are taking away one of the most important components of our emotional bank account, ourselves, our feelings, and what drives us. What are we passionate about? We begin to lose that in others. Developing emotional resistance is what is key here. And it's really just a matter of becoming aware of all of the potential that we have inside us. The best version of ourselves needs to come out. And so often, we just don't let that happen because we have these blankets of fear or depression or anxiety, lack of confidence. The only thing that differentiates emotionally resistant people and an emotionally fragile person is the way the first one chooses to respond and react. Emotional resistance doesn't mean that stress won't affect us or that a loss won't depress us. It only means that we still have the vision to stand right back up again and keep moving forward. So what I'd like you to do is I'd really like you to think about your emotional bank account. Think of the ways that you can be filling that bank account. What are the deposits that you can put in every single day to either balance it or profit? And profit means positivity. It means optimism. It means waking up, knowing that you're going to have the unexpected in front of you, knowing that negative things will happen, but that's not what's going to set your day. You are going to go about your day with your purpose and your passion, and you're going to end up successful. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mindset Medicine. I hope you have found this helpful. If you would like to hear it again, just visit katherinelukeducoaching.com. And this podcast and all the previous ones I've done are all there, along with other courses that are free that may help you out as well. Bye for now.